And uh, Darren Kelly joins us now with the job spot. Darren, what have you got today? John, we got four in total that we're going to start with. Full-time mechanic wanted in or more. Immediate start, good rate of pay. Send your CV to We Are Hiring K Max. I'll spell that. W-E-A-R-E-H-I-R-I-N-G-K-M-C-S at gmail.com. General maintenance operator required for Anthony Rhines in Galway, 20 hours per week. For further information, call 091-567-061. Stylist required for a busy salon in Montpellier. Immediate start. For more information, contact Corrine at Corrine's Hair Studio on 09096 79722. And finally, job opportunity for graduates with disabilities. Ahead Ireland have partnered with Boston Scientific Galway to offer a STEM graduate programme spot exclusively for applicants with disabilities. This closes on the 1st of March. See ahead.ie for more. And if you need any phone numbers or email addresses, please call our reception on 091-77-0077. Search hashtag Galway Jobs on social media or go to goybfm.ie forward slash jobspot. Thanks indeed, Darren. Just a reminder, we're giving you the chance to win today. Mubel's winter stock clearance sale is now on and everything must go to make way for their new stock, which will be arriving shortly. A 100 euro voucher to give away today and each day this week. And it can be used for Mubel's in-store or at the Mubel's cafe as well. But now it's time to head over to sport. Galway Bay FM Sports News with Western Motors. Tomorrow comes with confidence in the new Volkswagen range. Explore the 231 Volkswagen range at volkswagengalway.ie. And John Mulligan joins us for the sports review. Uh, John, it was a very busy week there. We'll start with all the action in Gaelic games. Yeah, we'll start off with uh, what happened actually yesterday and it was a very busy weekend. John, as you said, they go with senior footballers. A good win for them over Tyrone. Matthew Tierney scoring six points. Goy winning by uh, 3.16 points to 13. Crucial win for them. The Goy senior ladies as well, they had a, a big win as well. They took they took on Cork. Cork hit them with four goals, but uh, Goy showed great composure. Louise Ward got a goal in the second half. They hit seven points without reply and Roisin Leonard kicked seven points as well. Uh, Goy winning that by 1.15 to 4.4 if we go back to Saturday you know there was no joy unfortunately in the Fitzgibbon Cup finals the uh, University of Goway were beaten and you know beaten well by uh, the University of Limerick the Goway senior camogie team defending champions were beaten 4.9 to 1.9 uh, by Tipperary but they are determined to get that get back on track and you also had um, uh, there's so much happening you had Arts Code were about the slow in the All-Ireland Schools Camogie final yesterday uh, you know fantastic performance Michelle Gately their goalkeeper was named player of the match they still were and they were beaten by St. Declan's of Kilmac Thomas by 110 to 2 goals and 4 points Sophie Brazil and Sophie Flynn getting their goals ATU Connemara have, I mean I've, I don't know if there's a goal scoring record but I'd like to see it in third level hurling because they went and they put six goals past St Mary's in the semi-final on Saturday evening and then oh. went and put five goals past the Royal College of Surgeons in the final yesterday 5-17 to 1-10 the final win very comfortable win for them and Danny, Danny Collins and his team I don't know what time they got back last night he said to me they'll be back around 8 half 8 I don't believe that for an instant but anyway <laughs> listen it doesn't matter because in fairness to them they deserve all the all the credit John Curran's Cup team won as well they beat Cork uh, on Saturday afternoon as well so you know it has been a very very busy weekend when it comes to uh, comes to Gaelic Games now the funny thing I've missed something but you know what it's just been one of those weekends yeah. right across the board Yeah, and in soccer as well lots happening yeah there is I suppose from 
Uh, there was one game that was actually meant to be played yesterday. That was Strand Celtic and Rin Moore in the Connacht Junior Cup. The game was not played and it was to do with something that's happening off the football field, which I can't really go into. Yeah. But it does uh, it does mean it will get there's a feeling it'll be played next weekend. Uh there's place in the last sixteen at stake in that. Uh, by the way, that that has nothing to do with Rin Moore. I want to add that point as well. Tomorrow, huge game actually. The school's Connacht Cup final is on. This is the senior A Connacht Cup final. The Dr. Tony O'Neill Cup. It's the most prestigious prestigious um, when it comes to the large school soccer competitions and you have two goalie teams going head to head it's being played in Athlone um, Athlone Rye Presentation College Athlone Rye and Holy Rosary College Montbellier are taking on each other uh, tomorrow at 12 noon uh, the winner of that goes into the National Cup semi-finals which would be a, a fair achievement Presentation College Athlone Rye the defending champions in that Right, and in rugby, kickoff times confirmed for the Heineken Champions Cup finals. Yes, they have. Now, for those on the Saturday, the mid twentieth, will it be a four forty-five kickoff at the Aviva Stadium. The Challenge Cup final is the night before. All four provinces still very much involved. Connacht are playing Benetton in the last sixteen of the Challenge Cup on the first of April. I think on the same day as well, Munster will be playing the Celtic Sharks, and Leinster will be playing Ulster in the Champions Cup quarterfinals. So, you know, hopefully there'll be an Irish team making it through to, uh, hopefully, to both finals. I would hope that Connacht would be there as well for the Challenge Cup final. Be some Friday night in Dublin that night if it was to it was to happen. But it's nice to actually put a, a, you know, a date and a time now because it does focus the mind a little bit on what's going to be coming up. And we still have, of course, Six Nations are back next weekend as well. Huge game for Ireland in yeah. that. You know, they may have beaten France, but Scotland have been impressive. Have. They've been very impressive in beating both England and Wales. Now, Wales are in all sorts of trouble as well there's been stories abound all over the place about um, the fact that uh, there's pre- fee- um, fees uh, sorry shall I say a freeze shall we say on, on on wages and stuff like that in the professional game and it's still a little bit up in the air they're threatening to not play England on Saturday will it happen nobody knows you know that kind of you know that, that, that kind of thing and we just don't know I mean it's um, there was a big walkout last Wednesday night um, at a, 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 apparently at a, an event uh, that was featuring Welsh players we don't know if that how true that is but yeah. the people who are saying it swears it's the case so you know we just have to wait and see and Connor play the Dragons by the way and I'm asking this question as well would it have a bearing on I asked this of William Davies last Friday night would that have a bearing as regards those games in the United Rugby Championship now William thinks that it's a very it's a possibility we couldn't be so 100% sure we still don't know but it's a case you know I hate to use this term watch this space but that's all we can do <laughs> In show jumping, we have a Gorf woman in action. We had Jessica Burke winning the 155 event. This was a five-star show jumping uh, uh, event in the United Arab Emirates. And uh, she won the 155 uh, class, I think is the the proper way of explaining it. I'll tell you one thing, the 155 class that has a prize fund of 100,000 euros is nothing to sneeze at. So I don't know what she took out of it, maybe 20,000, 35,000 euros. I don't know what it was for for first prize, but a huge, huge win. And actually an amazing response to her uh, on our Facebook page, if anybody sees it. Um, It's been an amazing response to that news that went up. And I want to thank Ashling, by the way, because Ashling sent us the news yesterday, so we posted straight away after that. Michael Duffy from Turlock Moore was also in action in Belgium. Went into the jump off in his class, uh, unfortunately lost out by less than half a second to the winner from Holland. So yeah. it's been a good weekend for show jumping overall in, in, in the west of Ireland. And there's some, uh, another lad from Mayo, actually, um, Gordon, I think is his name. Yeah. He's actually after winning a major event as well over the weekend. Perfect. So it's been a good one for show jumping in the west of Ireland. Great stuff. And uh, in basketball, Marie. Yes, they keep marching on. I was actually there on, 
on Saturday night to, uh, for their game with Emporium Cork Basketball. They were put to the pin of their collar. Uh, they lost Owen Rockall to a dead leg, um, but they put in a fantastic performance. Vladimir Kutnik and uh, Rodrigo Gomez, Stephen Cummins, Cahill Fain, everybody played their part. Uh, they won by 74 points to, to 59 on Saturday night. It does mean that they are now guaranteed a home quarter final with three games left in the regular season. They have a 13 and 3 record and they are top of the Super League on their own. Never mind the conference things. They are actually top on their own after Belfast Star were beaten by EJ Sligo. Uh, on Saturday night which is a bit of a shock Uh, but their next match is actually the first of two away in Dublin uh, UCD marry next Saturday night so um, a big result for them of course keep an eye on on Cumann Kishvel Machillan because the battle to avoid relegation is very much um, there and it's in their hands as well I know they were beaten at the weekend but there's still a chance that they might uh, uh, escape from that so hopefully they do Oh, best luck to them. And in golf, John Ram has rammed his way up to the top of the world rankings. Oh, very good. Yeah, he has indeed. Yeah, he won the Genesis Invitational last night. He finished it on 17 under, two to shots clear of Max Homa. Uh, Shane Lowry, Seamus Power in a type on 14, 4-14th on 7 under. Uh, Roy McIlroy into the week on 4 under. Tiger Woods finished up on 1 under par. Uh, that was his first tournament back, actually, for quite some time. So it was actually good to... Uh, uh, to see Tiger back, I didn't see very much of it. To be honest with you, I was uh, keeping an eye more on the uh, uh, the racing in Daytona. But uh, I will tell you about that in a second. But um, yeah, it was it was uh, look. It's been it's it's uh, great to see John Ram back at the top of the rankings, and uh, it's been a bit controversial as well over Tiger Woods and what he is supposed to or not supposed to have done. I'll leave that to other people to discuss. But um, that continued anyway. So uh, anyway, that was the that was your golf. Uh, uh, you know, Genesis Invitational is always a good one. We're getting very close to the Masters very very close to Augusta yeah, no, great stuff. And in darts, there's no joy for Galway players this weekend. No, none, none, none for them. Actually, you would expect Galway to do well in the men's inter in the inter counties. This was on in uh, in Meath over the weekend. You had uh, Galway in both the men's and ladies. You had the men's singles, ladies singles, doubles, pairs, all kinds of stuff going on over the weekend. Uh, the inter counties though is the blue ribbon, and Dublin won it for the first time in twenty odd years. Uh, they won the uh, final. They beat Tipperary. Uh, Cork won the ladies inter counties. They beat Dublin in the final. So bit of history made there and uh, some volleyball action over the weekend as well yes there was Goy Volleyball Club's uh, women's team took on Ballymun and beat them by three sets to two and they were two sets down at one stage so that's an amazing performance from them a big result for them their men lost three sets to nil to DVC very impressive though that Dublin side now on to snooker Robert Milkins is in action in the Welsh Open he, and uh, he's uh, the champion he is the champion he beat Sean Murphy nine frames to seven last night in uh, the final um, it was actually I noticed a few places actually were showing it live you know like when there's different things on you know it might be on the big screen in the corner somewhere I know a few snooker clubs were showing it live last night which was quite an interesting thing to yeah. me a little bit new I must admit maybe or maybe it's not a new departure but it's uh, unusual because yeah. usually if you go into a snooker club the last thing you're looking for is a TV is but yeah. you know fair play and yeah. uh, I know Hot Shots did in the Tomb Road. They were, I saw one of their social media posts over the weekend that it, they were showing it. It's a great competition that the Welsh Open because it's nice and short and snappy. There's not yeah, huge part frames. It's, it's part of the home series yeah. and the great thing about it is it kind of starts on the Wednesday and finishes on the Sunday mm. And but they use, uh, I mean, you're not expecting to, it's not like the Crucible where you've just got yeah. two tables in the places. You're like four tables going simultaneously mm. uh, which is brilliant for the snooker players and maybe okay for the fans but a nightmare for the likes of us because we're trying to follow it and yeah. you're you're watching four games at the same time which is not possible sometimes it's a actually it's not possible full stop you're watching the scores but um, yeah I I didn't get to see much of it I must be honest over the weekend but mm-hmm. it is, uh, this guy is not doing too badly and Sean Murphy as well another yeah. fellow who's kind of been a little bit off the, the magician off. 
Yeah, he's been a little bit off though last while, no. so see him back in the finals a good thing. Yeah, good stuff. In cricket? Yes, the uh, final T20 World Cup game for the Irish uh, uh, women. Unfortunately, they're not going to make the semi-finals. They went so close uh, against uh, uh, against the West Indies last time out, but it just they lost out with one ball. Uh, they lost out in the final ball of the final innings, and uh, uh, I think it was four wickets in the end between the sides. Um, Ed Joyce's side, they take on India. It gets underway at one o'clock. I'll be keeping an eye on it. Be great for them to finish off, uh, finish off on a win. England looks like they are going to be favourites now. India beat uh, in England beat India on Saturday afternoon in their penultimate match. So uh, it looks like England are in the semi-finals, and India I think need a win. So hopefully the Irish girls can actually come off because they actually played some fantastic cricket over the last uh, couple of weeks they really have I mean mm. uh, brilliant last Monday week is to, uh, against England same against Pakistan and the West Indies and it just just didn't fall for them unfortunately yeah Finally, tell us about the racing happening today. Yeah, I uh, want to mention uh, racing is all across channel. Linkfield, Carlisle and Newcastle. Our tip today is post-chase running in the 3.15 at Carlisle. And for those who were watching the motorsport last night, the start of the Daytona, the, the start of the NASCAR season in America uh, happened last yesterday evening around half seven. It was the Daytona 500. It's known as the Great American Race. And unfortunately... Some fans not happy with how it finished. It finished right. under yellow. Um, the Americans tend to... Uh, Americans, NASCAR fans and IndyCar fans are the same. Uh, well, they're the same in the line of li- their line of thinking. <laughs> they're completely different people altogether. But um, because... Uh, but if the NASCAR fans want a race to finish under green. In other words, yeah. going hell for leather down the back straight, down the final straight and crossing the line. Mm. They don't want it finishing under yellow because it basically means the cars have stopped in a crawl and there was actually a crash uh, about two bends back and uh, Richard Steenhouse was leading Joey Logano and there was uh, about, it had to go to the judge to decide who actually was leading when the yellow flag came out. Steenhouse won it. Uh, so he is the winner of the Daytona 500 for 2023 but I'm afraid slightly forgettable one. Great stuff. Uh, John Mulligan from our sports department joining us there. Thanks indeed. You were a busy man over the weekend, John, but uh, fair play to you. Thanks for keeping us up to date over the course of the weekend no as well. Still to come on today's programme, we'll have your financial advice with Dave McCarthy from McCarthy & Associates in Woodkey. And we'll also be looking at this Galway Republican Roll of Honour book to be published by Sinn Féin for the first time. We'll be speaking with Jim Ward, their PO, PRO there of Galway Sinn Féin, and also Martin Concanon as well. We'll also be announcing our competition winner there for the Mubles voucher of 100 euro. That's all to come between now and 12 midday. Galway Tours, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. A very good morning to you. Welcome back into today's programme. We're looking at our financial slot now with, and we have financial advice with Dave McCarthy of McCarthy & Associates in Woodkey. Dave, a very good morning to you. Good morning, John. Talk to us, Dave. Uh, we all want high returns and low risk and it doesn't always happen. No, this is an issue, I suppose, that sometimes people who have investments, which is a lot of the listening public this morning, and their experience currently or in the past might be, oh, I'm looking for low low risk and high returns. That doesn't exist, first of all. But you have to understand that if you take risk, which you have to take at this stage if you want to get any sort of a return, whether it's medium or high risk, you have to be prepared for whatever the result is. So you get people who... And decide that they want to go into the high risk category, and then they complain, you know, years later, I didn't really realize what I was doing, type of thing. Look, we're all big boys and girls, and unless you've been given blatantly 
uh, incorrect or untrue advice, uh, which is rarely the case. You know, you have to take the consequences if it doesn't work. So, you know, high risk is not something I recommend for most people. Medium to low risk and particularly kind of the low to medium risk type um, category is probably what I come across most people want. But you do have to take risk if you want to get a return. Yeah, and people need good clarity on that when they're when they're doing that as well. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of the first things that an advisor should discuss with the client. You know, what is your attitude to risk and establish it. Sometimes they don't know, but you can kind of fairly quickly dis- establish that from having a conversation. You can nearly tell them what it is. Yeah. Well, there's positive news on the Irish and EU economies as well. Yeah, we've seen a situation where um, the uh, in 2022 the Irish economy grown by about 12%. It's going to grow this year by approximately 5% is the prediction and maybe 4 to 5% next year. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people kind of think because of the war in Ukraine that the whole world is falling apart financially, which of course is completely untrue. And then you have a scenario where probably this year and stroke next year, we're going to see a dramatic fall in inflation. You know, um, so inflation is already coming down. The figures are there to prove it. And I think we're going to be in what the central bank are predicting are probably 5%, 4, 4, 4.5% inflation oh. next year. And in fact, I just see one of the smaller energy providers this morning are reducing their prices. Yeah. You know, so... Pinergy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. Pinergy. And, and, you know, a lot of the others are going to follow suit as well. And, and it's welcome and, and it needs to happen. But we are hopefully now in a falling inflation rate environment. So good news all around. Great stuff. And uh, questions now. Uh, I have been with my partner, she was married before, for 15 years and we are not married and have two children. We own a house together. Have you any idea what would happen should one of us die? Well, obviously I ain't a lawyer and I'll just kind of give a broad outline of my opinion of that person's situation and I strongly suggest you do need to get in and talk to a solicitor for advice. It's really critical. The problem when you're not married, we unfortunately in this country and obviously they don't have um, any sort of uh, what you call a, a civil uh, partnership. The problem in this country is it doesn't recognise people who are just living together. And we have hundreds of thousands of people who have never got married. They might be in a civil partnership. They have kids. And the law doesn't deal with that at all if one of them should pass away. The problem is is that one of them pass, passes away. Um, it's what happens to the house. If you have a scenario maybe where one partner it was married before and they never got divorced. Um, the previous spouse comes into play there as well. It's an absolute mess, to be honest with you. And I think they need serious legal advice to be able to address the issues that are coming down the tracks and at least make themselves aware of it. I'm far from me being the person to tell anybody they should get married or they shouldn't get married, right? But unfortunately, the legal position in Ireland um, does not... Uh, provide comfort to unmarried couples and but they do need legal advice a very very serious issue for them okay and have you any thoughts on investing directly in the stock market yeah i mean you know sometimes i get asked this question people who have little or no experience in the stock market or maybe none and they want to have a dabble first of all don't put in anything into the stock market you're not prepared to lose that's the, that's the general rule of thumb. Secondly, I always say educate yourself about the stock market. It's not a simple place in terms of how it operates. There are many guides and, and tutorials online that will help you to do that. And then kind of start, you know, small. Um, as I said, don't put anything you 
you're not prepared to lose. Maybe buy two or three different types of stocks and watch them and get educate yourself over a period of time over the next 12 months. It can be very interesting and very exciting so long as you don't put yourself in a position where you start investing amounts of money that put you under stress. That's something you shouldn't be doing. And if you become very adept uh, in uh, investing in the markets, well then it's up to you if you want to decide to put larger sums of money in. And finally, my wife and I are considering gifting a reasonable sum of money to our daughter who is married with two children. Are there any issues we need sh- or should consider before we make up our mind? Yeah, there are a number of issues. Um, the first one I'd start with the parents. Um, make sure you're in a position that the money that you give them is money that you can afford um, in terms of your own financial structure. Um, as I often say, you're at a different stage of life by comparison to your children. So you don't want to leave yourself short and make sure that that, that doesn't happen. The second part of it is is then that I suppose that they will ask the question, what about the taxation and any money we give them? Well, there's a lifetime threshold for, of gift stroke inheritance from parent to child of 335,000. So when you eventually pass away, if your estate that the state that they get is below that amount, including what they, you give to them today, then they won't have any tax issue. If it's above that, then they will. But um, I, again, the other thing about it is don't expect to, to, to think if you have need for that money as a parent and you give it to your daughter. Um, I'm sure she's a very uh, generous person, but it ain't going to come back again. So don't be expecting if you run into issues uh, yourself financially that you can get it back from more than likely that's not going to happen because the money will be gone to other uses probably buy a house or something Absolutely, well good advice as always that's uh, Dave McCarthy of McCarthy and Associates in Wookie. thank you for joining us today on Goa Talks thank you. thank you John Now still to come up on today's programme we'll be looking at the Galway Republican Roll of Honour book which is to be published by Sinn Féin for the first time, uh, Jim Ward, the PR of Galway, Sinn Féin and Martin Cannon are waiting to come in to us very shortly. But uh, first, I'm just going to give you a little uh, look ahead to what's happening in Bohermore on Friday. Community Matters with Galway Talks are bringing our current affairs programme on the road across the city and county this spring. Next up is Bohermore this Friday, where we'll be broadcasting from Tone Ray's Bar. If you have a story to tell, let us know by contacting comments at goabayfm.ie and come to our live broadcast between 9 and 12 noon on Friday. Galway Talks highlighting the issues that matter to you and your community only on Galway Bay FM. I promised to give you a little run-through of what's coming up on the programme and I'm going to do that right now. We're going to start off on Friday with a look at Old Bohermore and we'll be having a look at uh, times past in the area with Phil Kennedy and Jerry Trainer as well. People will be familiar with Jerry Trainer. He was on not too long ago there on about our Ladies Boys Club here with us. Um, so looking forward to hearing from the two of them. We'll have the history of the cemetery and the hat factory and Bohermore itself with Willie Henry. He'll be giving us all the latest on that. He's actually doing a series of articles at the moment uh, for the papers in town there. So be interested to hear here's his thoughts on that. We'll also be speaking with Rita Gilligan. She has a famous history with the uh, Hard Rock Cafe and she's also a very proud native of Bohermore as well. Really looking forward to hearing from her. We'll be looking with various people in the community at some of the problems facing the area there just out the road from us here in Galway Bay FM. We'll also be speaking with Breda Crow of Crow's Bar and uh, hearing of times gone by there and uh, different stories from the locality as well. We'll have our sports feature as always. We'll be speaking with uh, Hibernians there 
and we'll also hear from our ladies boys rugby football club and also we're hoping to hear from one or two others in the area as well for music we have Don Stiff really looking forward to hearing from him and also the fantastic PJ Duggan and then finishing up the programme we'll have Tony Samuels he's a man with links with Hibernians and also with the Shannon Dry Cleaners as well so a very very busy programme lined up there and just uh, filling in and confirming the last few uh, throughout the course of today as well so we're really looking forward to heading down to Tonery's Bar and if you are in the area there in Bohemore you want to pop up or indeed if you have a good story you want to tell us we want to hear from you 086 is our text and WhatsApp number that's with thanks to Rationale Windows and Doors for more information visit rationale.ie now though we're going to have a bit of music here on the programme because we like to do that and we like to liven things up a little bit here's one classic from the 80s one of my personal favourites and I hope you enjoy this it's one from Bruce Springsteen
Galway Talks in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. A very good morning to you. Welcome back into today's programme. Now, though, we're going to turn our attention to a book which is going to be launched this evening at Oris Nagale in town. It's a Galway Republican Roll of Honour book which is being published by Sinn Féin for the first time. And to discuss it further, we're joined by Jim Ward, the PRO of Galway Sinn Féin, and also Martin Concannon, who's put a lot of work into this book. Uh, gentlemen, you're very welcome onto the programme. We'll start off with uh, you, Jim. Talk to us, though, about this Galway Republican Roll of Honour 1916-1940 book. It's an extensive uh, list of different, uh, I suppose, features and profiles and there's lots of pictures as well. A lot of work has gone into this. A lot of work has gone into it, yeah. Uh, um, uh, the, every county would have a role of honour of Republican people who died for the, for the Irish Republic. Uh, Galway has 70 names on the, on, in this book. Uh, these are volunteers who were killed on active service for the Irish Republic between 1916 and 1940. Uh, Tony Darcy being the last uh, Galway person to die on active service on hunger strike in 1940. Um, there are also civilians murdered by Crown forces during the struggle for independence around 100 years ago, uh, included in the book as well. Uh, the, the book is important in that uh, it's the first time I think this has ever been done in, anywhere in the country to have a role of honour with the, not, not just the list of the people, because every year at Easter Republicans' commemorations the role of honour is read out. But the, Martin's idea was to get a, a kind of a a concise, comprehensive list uh, and biography of the people as well involved. And it ties in with the fact that last year was the 100th anniversary of the, the execution of Lee Mellows. He was executed in December 1922, and Sinn Féin had a big uh, um, commemoration, commemorative event programme for Lee Mellows. We were going to originally do a pamphlet on Lee Mellows, but we decided we would uh, tie in with Martin's idea that he'd been, he'd been cooking for many years to have a whole comprehensive book of the role of honour. So we included Mellows in this book, in this book as well. And... Um, uh, just that um, it, it's, it, as I said, the first time it's been done and uh, I, I, it, it, we, it also, this year is the 100th anniversary of the two martyrs as well who were uh, executed in 1923. So it, it, it ties in with the decade of centenary with the whole commemorative programme we're at the moment and of course, just for, for his history's sake, this would be a, a welcome addition to the stock of literature of this kind, I think. Yeah, and just to tie into that, I know um, it's this, as you mentioned there, the the commemoration a uh, hundred years on uh, the centenary commemorations. We're kind of in the civil war period now, a hundred years on. So this book does it, it deals with with both sides in terms of that from republicanism, as does it? Uh, it deals with strictly the republican side uh, in, in 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 the struggle, um, because uh, as as we, we we like to say, that those people remain on the side of the republic uh, mm-hmm. rather than uh, would have uh, gone any other. So it wouldn't have pro treaty. Uh, it not really no, only no. in the sense no, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be on the, on the road of honour, no. No, that's 100%. And uh, we'll bring in Martin here. Martin, you've put a lot of work into this over the past few years and it's really all come together now, hasn't it? It has really. Uh, there was an, the original roll of honour, there was about 40, 45 names on it and it, there was civilians on it and all that and no detail, just every year it was read out and... So I was working on it for thinking about it and found people to add to it. Like, it's amazing. Like, you know, that forgotten, they were forgotten about it. Classical example would be Matty Rainey of Kilcolgan. Matty uh, was uh, shot in Orden War on the way to Carmore. They were, uh, and he was brought to Athenry, uh, but he was badly wounded. And at the time, no medicine. I see it. He got some death, I'd say, like, you know, but so the only way I found him was reading uh, a witness statement of uh, 
uh, she was uh, Bridie, Bridie Lane. She was tasked with minding them. So out of that, then I was reading it, and then I discovered he was from Kilcolgan, where Mordens and the Weir is now there. There's Thatched House, that's where he was born. His father was a, a boat builder that came from Letchercollin, Letchamore. Yeah. So uh, he's one. Another fellow I got out in Cornamona was Patrick Walsh. Like, these guys have been forgotten about, like, you know. Yeah. We, we would all, sorry, we would all know the names of uh, Eamon Kant was from uh, Ballymore and uh, Lee Mello was associated with Galway, mm. Tony Darcy and Michal Brannock, but their names and that are totally, uh, people would not, not, not have heard of before. Yeah. I know Lee Mellows himself, you did a bit of work on that, Jim. Yeah, well, I, I was always interested in Lee Mellows. Uh, there's a number of books written on Mellows. Conor McNamara has a book, uh, C. Desmond Greaves wrote a book back in the 70s. Mellows is an interesting character. He came to Galway in 1914 to, as a member of the IRB to organise the, the Irish Volunteers having split with the National Volunteer Movement. Uh, my own grandfather would have been involved in, in, with Mellows in 1916. He would have been interned in Frongok as well. There was a personal connection there. And indeed, um, uh, you know, we used to go to Easter commemorations as a kid and, and, and learn all about Mellows. But I wrote the piece on Mellows at the start of the book. Yeah, that originally I said the book was meant to be a pamphlet on Mellows, but we expanded it to, be, to take in Martin's idea of the, all the role of honour. Mm. It's an interesting initiative, uh, I suppose, uh, looking at some of the people who've been involved in that editorial process, you have the likes of two yourself, yourselves there, the gentleman in front of me, you also have Luke Callanan, uh, Kevin O'Hara and Stephanie Campion as well. It was a, a wide-ranging um, editorial team there, you can really see the, the groundworks there. I know you were all about the, the first-hand uh, work you did there, looking at first-hand documents from the time, but like all the pictures and the, of the, the different headstones and, and different areas and, and the different archive photos graphs as well a lot of work it looks very well as well it was uh, painstaking like you know going yeah. into graveyards in the wet and rain and trying to find graves and some graves overgrown like you know it was like where their families had died off and you, you know yourself you leave a grave there for 10-15 years it's gone wild like you know mm. but a lot of a lot of uh, thanks has to go to Luke Callanan yeah I had we'll say roughly a wheelbarrow stuff of, of papers and newspaper cuttings and I was always interested in it but myself and Luke got together and we divided it down to make it readable and Luke Luke deserves yeah, Luke can more credit than anyone well, yeah yeah Talks with some of the other gentlemen that are involved and, and that have been featured in this uh, book I know, I know there's the likes of Father Michael Griffin and, and Michal Brannock as well well Michal Brannock is, is interesting like you know he, he had a pub here in down in uh, High Street, the old Malt, famous pub. And uh, he was taken out and he was shot down at the Long Walk and thrown into the river. Mm. And it's amazing, the following morning, a, a fellow called Martin King, he was playing hurling with Galway. He won All Ireland in 23. He found him in the morning. So, um, but, and there's a picture there at the old Malt and where, where, um, Leiden's wool or the woolen mills is today. Ormolias. And Ormolias, woolen mill. And mm. the building is exactly the same. You know, the stonework, the windows, nothing has changed, like, you know, it's, which is good. Yeah. Just on that, John, the, 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 the launch this evening would be in uh, Arsenal Ale, which is where this Galway Corporation used to meet. And Michal Brannock was this, an urban councillor on Galway Corporation back then. So it's a historic venue we're having the, 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 the launch tonight. Michal Brannock would have been sitting, sat in that uh, meeting place many a time. Yeah. 
And just to, to look into that launch, uh, what is the, the programme of events going to be like this evening? I know it gets underway at 7 o'clock. You have uh, Owen O'Brien, uh, the Sinn Féin housing sp- spokesperson down, and others. Uh, talk to us about what tonight's going to bring. It's just uh, just to launch the book. It's Murad Farrell will share it. Mm. And uh, Jim is going to do, I'll probably say a few words on, on how the book came about. Uh, Jim and Stephanie, which are on the editorial team, to proofread all that stuff. Uh, I think Stephanie is doing something on Michal Brannock. Yeah. And Jim is doing Tony Darcy, the last man to die in hunger strike in 1940. Yeah. So, and then Owen will launch the book and he will talk about Mellow's politics, really, which is relevant today as it was in the 20s. Yeah. I do think there's something for everyone in this book because if you have a link to any of the, the men involved, there's just a nice, short little bio and feature and profile and you can kind of get your information there. And an important historical reference um, document as well for the people yeah. who are who are looking into the Republican movement and the history of it. Yeah, it's for, for Galway. Like, it's it covers all of County Galway mm. from uh, Gart, Michael Kelly, up to Thomas McGeever and Dunmore, mm. out there in Islands, Lawrence McDonough. Thomas Whelan and Clifton, yeah. Eamon Kant and Ballymore, and Carl Strand, Hedford, Tume. There were, you know, the amount of people yeah. that gave their lives for this country. Like. Uh, Jim, just give us a flavour there. I think you're, you're looking at a page there. Just give just, us a flavour yeah, of what yeah, we can Mel- expect Mel- from Mellows wrote this in 1919 about the people of Galway who rose with him in 1916. And let's not forget that outside of Dublin City, uh, Galway County was the second largest uprising in 1916. Uh, about uh, over 500 volunteers assembled and mobilised to, to deliberate it, and I suppose in the end about 600 acres of Gal- uh, 600, 600 square miles of Gal- sorry, 600 acres of Galway from, from British rule back then uh, but just to read this thing about Mellows wrote in 1919 about the men, those people he said most of them are unheard of and yet their work for Ireland deserves to be known it never will be in our day anyway in our probability but it is to them the thanks of future generations of the Irish people will be due they gave their all in silence, seeking no reward and getting none. And that's that they, we're now trying to give them the reward by giving this book. All, all of them, 70 people, had some connection with Mellows. Mellows was the guy who came down here to, to, to organise the volunteers. So he would have met most of them and drilled them and trained them and organised their flying columns and all that. Yeah. So... And, and it's not a criticism of the book, but the, the fact that it is just Republicans, and I know you are Sinn Féin and you're, you're from the Republican background, um, are you uh, just liking to, for the centenary commemorations, are you sticking to purely Republican uh, events or, or, or are you open to doing sort of cross... Well, uh, whether we, that well, be? we live in a democracy and everybody's entitled to respect, honour and remember their own. And mm. uh, this, the, these, this is a list of names that are read out of Republican commemorations in Galway at Easter every, every year. Yeah. Uh, we don't claim any other side. We don't claim to represent any other side. We don't uh, read their role of honour. We just represent those who died for the Irish Republic. Yeah. Uh, before, before the... the split and uh, those who remained on the side of the Republic after the split. Mm. Just in terms of um, a reconciliation beside each side, you know, 100 years on that the likes of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael have, have come together um, as, as, as the government with, with the Green Party and, and that and there has been the reconciliation that way and even the likes of Micheál Martin attending commemorative events up the north as well um, in terms of uh, those who died in, in the Great War as well. Um, so you're, you, the Sinn Féin in Galway is just focusing on, on events on their side, is it? or 
we well, decided the role of honour was strictly for the, the Republican dead. Oh, no, I appreciate that. And, I appreciate uh, that. We, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's a role of honour for, for, for those only. Um, it's up to other people to, to do their own thing. Their own thing. Like, yeah. we, we, we have, they can do it. Yeah. yeah. No, 100%. No, it's a great initiative. Yeah. It looks, it's a great book, lads, and I wish you all the, the very best with it as well. That's uh, Jim Ward, the PRO of Galway Sinn Féin, and Martin Concannon, who's done some great work and some painstaking work, it looks like, at this book, uh, Galway Republican Roll of Honour, 1916 to 1940. It's been launched tonight in Orsnagale in town. Ono Bryn's going to be there. Mairead Farrell is going to be emceeing on the night as well. If people want to get the book, uh, gentlemen, how do they do so? I presume... Uh I think people should <laughs> grab it fairly fast because yeah. we've only about 300. Wow. We only published 300. Limited edition. Uh, limited edition. and Well, I'm sure uh, any any members are... The Sinn Féin office in Boromore, you can... Sinn Féin office in Boromore or at, at the launch tonight or... Yeah, we're, we're, people, we, can, well, hopefully we, we, we intend to launch it in... in uh, tonight's the official one. Yeah. We probably do one in Ballinasloe, maybe one in Clifton that's okay. synonymous with Tune, maybe yeah. Gart... Lock Ray, have to be one, you know. So, well, keep in touch, and we'll definitely give that a mention whenever you are in the different places. No, but we best, best, time, best to look with it tonight. Uh, that's uh, Jim Ward and Martin Cannon joining me there from uh, Galway Sinn Fein as well. Just a little uh, note there, I forgot to mention a little earlier on. The Banshees of Inisherin there uh, filmed in County Galway as well. It did very well at the Baftas there. I think it believed it picked up four um, nominations there that they won. Uh, so Kerry Condon, Best Supporting Actress, Barry Keown won the Best Supporting Actor and also it was honoured with uh, Best Original Screenplay as well as other awards as well. Uh, Colin Kuhn unfortunately did miss out there but um, that's how things are looking there. Just to uh, give you a little uh, look at our competition winner of course we're giving you that voucher um, every day this week 100 euro voucher from Ubel's there in the uh, business park and I can tell you that today's winner of the 100 euro voucher is Tara Shanahan uh, Joyce of Roscal. So very well done to Tara. You'll be winning that 100 euro voucher with thanks to Mubles. And as I mentioned to us there, we are out in Bohermore this Friday. If you want to get in contact with the programme and uh, if you have an idea or a story you want to tell, do so on 086 38 33 55 3. We'd be delighted to hear from you. And you can come down to our um, broadcast there in Tonery's Bar this Friday between 9 and 12 o'clock as well. But it looks like we're just running out of time here. This this morning, I just uh, we're looking to shore up one or two more names there for Bohermore, but um, we'll be getting them hopefully before the end of today. I know I have one or two calls to make, and we'll be doing that. And hopefully, Keith will be back to you before the end of the week as well. But that's how it's looking. <laughs> And that's where we make our leave on today's programme. My thanks to Darren Kelly, who produced today's show. Also, a big thank you to Siobhan on reception, who took your calls today. Thanks indeed to Jim Ward and Martin Cannon of Goish and Fane, who joined us there in our last slot, and also to all our other guests from out the show. If you want to get in contact and you have a story you want to tell on tomorrow's show, do so at comments at goabayfm.ie. You can ring reception on 091 770077 or indeed use that text and WhatsApp number. You have it there 086 I've been John Morley for myself and all here at Goib FM. Take care and have a very good afternoon. Up next is Ronan Lardner.